0: Welcome to Western New York Catholic Weekly, a production of the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo. Stay tuned as Greg Prince brings the Catholic newsmakers to you. Wherever it's happening in the diocese, you'll hear about it on Western New York Catholic Weekly.
1: This Sunday in our Catholic tradition, uh, the Sunday after Easter is now known as Divine Mercy Sunday and what do you know we have a topic that uh, um, well it doesn't cover Divine Mercy covers that very thing um, the Sister Karen Klimzak Center for Nonviolence is having their annual event and the theme this year is a journey of justice and mercy they'll also be giving out, uh, out uh, some awards at that event it takes place next Sunday the 15th of April at 3pm at St. Columba Bridge Church on Hickory Street in Buffalo, and joining us today, um, you may remember her from. uh, It's been a long time though since she's been on the program with us. Uh, uh, She is the director of the Sister Karen Klimzak Center for Nonviolence. Deacon Vivian Ruth Waltz, uh, welcome to the program. Thank again. you so
2: much, Greg.
1: Uh, yes, and uh, you're just so, so people are aware, uh, when I say deacon, they might freak out a little bit because, of course, we don't have female deacons in the Catholic Church. Uh, United Methodist. That's minister, correct. correct? Yes, very good. Uh, and I should also point out. So the official name of the Sister Karen Klimzak Center um, has SSJ at the beginning. Yes, which you. is of course the uh, the initials of the Sisters of Saint Joseph. Correct. Yeah. So uh, first of all, just tell us, uh, remind us about a real, real basic. Because we're going to get into more detail about what you do. Um, the Sister Karen Klimsack Center, and what it is
2: okay, um, Sister Karen Klimsack um, was a sister of Saint Joseph that worked with men coming out of prison, and um, very tragically, many people might remember she was murdered in on Good Friday in two thousand and six, so the Sisters of Saint Joseph wanted to uh, do something you know to keep her legacy going and to memorialize her. So they visioned uh, the Sister Karen Klimsak Center for Nonviolence, and we opened in 2007. And um, our main training program is called the Alternatives to Violence Project. So we have workshops uh, in peaceful conflict resolution skills and practicing those skills. Um, We also have Camp Peace Prince in the summer, um, which we talked about. Years ago, I
1: believe that is what we talked about last it time. Is. We'll so, talk more about that again when um, before the end of the program, because that's because that will be coming up, and you're probably at about the time you people want to start thinking about if they want to register for that.
2: Absolutely. Right? Summer, so those yeah. are our two main programs: alternatives to violence and Camp Peaceprints. Uh,
1: besides, we all want to think about summer, right? I mean, it's, I think we <laughs> had a long winter, and uh, <laughs> so that would be great. Um, you, you, you highlighted a little bit just the basics of uh, why people would be aware of Sister Karen name. Just tell us a little bit more about her and her life and her her story.
2: Sure. Uh, sister Karen Klimsak was a sister of St. Joseph. Um, she was actually born Teresa Klimsak and then she changed her name to Karen uh, in memory of a niece that had passed away. Um, So she was a teacher for many years. And one summer, she went to New York City and worked with men coming out of prison. uh, And that really touched her. And she came back to Buffalo, and she wanted to um, work with men coming out of prison here. And she realized that there really that really wasn't happening here. There wasn't a ministry. So She felt called to that. Um, She opened what was called Hope House in 1985, um, which was transitional housing for men coming out of prison. Um, She also worked with the families of inmates, uh, helping them find rides uh, to the prison when they were visiting, helping them with meals. Um, She had uh, vigils, uh, which are still happening today, uh, at the site of homicides. Um, so that was something she did as a witness uh, to peace and nonviolence to the community. Um, she was also a clown named Bounce.
1: <laughs> I always forget about that part. And we actually had her on to talk about that specifically oh, one you? time way back when. Yeah. Wow.
2: wow, Yes. Yeah, yeah. so.
1: which, which gives away how long I've been here um, at the Catholic Center. <laughs> okay.
2: Very good. So she went to nursing homes and uh, to schools. And she had a Christmas party every year for children um, of homicide victims and she was, uh, bounced at those parties. So, um, yeah, so that's her story and her ministry. And as I said, uh, very tragically, oh, she, she moved to, um, Grider Street, uh, from Hope House, uh, after Father Bissonnette had been murdered in 1987 at the rectory. Um, it was at the time St. Bartholomew's. Yeah. So um, she wanted to memorialize him, so she moved her ministry to uh, Grider Street across from ECMC, and then she renamed it Bissonnette House in his memory. And it was at the house um, where she was tragically murdered by one of the parolees that she was trying to help on Good Friday uh, in 2006. I, you
1: know um- – a bold move, and we certainly you know um, talked about that at the at the time of her passing to move there and uh, memorialize father Bissonette in in that way. I mean her name is always uh, for obvious reasons closely tied to both Father Bissonette and monsignor Herlihy, um, you know who who were all you know murdered under similar circumstances you know um, but one of the interesting things for me about Sister Karen was the way she was able to kind of walk that line because obviously you know um you know her ministry centered on working with parolees and and you know con- convicted uh, criminals yet uh, you mentioned like in the clowning and she did the vigils at at homicide sites which were in addition to being a great um uh Symbol kind of for uh, for peace and justice. Um, we're also a great comfort to families of those who lost loved yes. ones, yes, you know? Definitely. And it, I find it amazing that she just had that kind of – Personality, and that she was that kind of person that could kind of do both. You know, she could advocate for the criminal, yet also, you know, relate with the victim as well.
2: Absolutely, it is a rare uh, and gifted person who can work on both sides of, of that line for sure.
1: Now, I um, we probably talked about this last time you were in, but uh, just tell us a little bit about how you came to be involved with the um, Sister Karen Center.
2: Okay. Well, um, I actually saw uh, the email on the Western New York Peace Center list about the position being opened and I went and interviewed for it uh, and received a call that I did not get the job. It was given to someone else. So uh, – but somehow, you know, I had read uh, – I, I moved here in 2005. So I had okay. read Sister Karen's story. Uh, in the paper when it happened and was very moved by it. And I just had this feeling that that wasn't the final word with this position. And sure enough, you know, they called me a few weeks later and said the other person had declined and that the job was mine. So that was uh, – the center opened in February of 2007 and I started in uh, September
1: yeah. as well, director. What's the thing that attracted you most to the to the center and to the position?
2: Well, I'd have to say Sister Karen's story for sure – I have worked for Peace and Justice for a long time. I've actually done prison ministry as well, so that was part of it. Uh, I've worked in the prisons and knowing that that was um, a primary part of her ministry really spoke to me.
1: Uh, Vivian Ruth Waltz is the director of the Sister SSJ, Sister Karen Klimzak Center for Nonviolence. Uh, SSJ, by the way, I I like to remind people, stands for the Sisters of St. Joseph who do terrific work still here in the Buffalo area and particularly Peace and justice work, and this is probably their prime example of that. By the way, if you uh, visit, very easy to remember this one, org is that's, the website. so it. you can uh, you can find out all the information. Um, their annual event is coming up next Sunday at St. Columba Bridget Church on Hickory Street in Buffalo at 3 p.m. April 15th. It is their uh, fundraiser. The, the theme is A Journey of Justice and Mercy. I'm, we're going to talk more maybe in the second half of the program about, about the center and some of the other things that you do, but tell us about this event that you have coming up. Um, your speaker is no stranger to anyone who's, you know, listens to any kind of Buffalo media, former U.S. attorney, uh, William Hochul.
2: That's it. Um we uh, wanted to have Bill Hochul as our speaker. He and Kathy have been longtime supporters of the Sister Karen Center. Um, he actually, when he was U.S. Attorney, uh, invited me to be on his um, TV program. Um, he just really is an advocate for nonviolence and wanted wanted uh, to spread the word about that. So um, we felt we felt good about having him. Um, when I had lunch with him uh, to talk about his presentation, I was actually um, preaching on the Sunday after that, and he said, oh, what are you preaching on? And I told him Sam- Samuel and, and uh, started talking about my sermon, and he finished the story of Samuel for me. It turns out he actually taught Old Testament in CCD for many years in various churches. So we felt good about that, that he was a faith-based person and uh, would include that uh, in his presentation. Yeah. What
1: are some of the things he plans to address in the the talk?
2: Yes. Well, as U.S. attorney, um, he's going to help us know about his ideals that led him into his long uh, career in the legal field. He's going to share some of his experience on why people resort to violence. Uh, certainly he worked with a lot of violent people in his position as U.S. attorney. Um, but he's also going to tell us, more importantly, what uh, helps people to turn away from violence and toward nonviolence. And he's going to give us some insight into what he thinks that we can do as a community uh, to help people lead nonviolent lives.
1: Uh, that sounds pretty much like the entire mission of the <laughs> – Sister Karen Center. so that's perfect. That's a perfect uh, presentation. That would be and a great way sure. for people to learn about, uh, you know, what you do there. You're also going to give out some awards, and I always like to pat people on the back when we, uh, you know, on this program when we can.
2: Sure. Um, our first award they are the Nonviolence Begins with Me Awards, and we are giving one to Bill Marks. Uh, He has long been involved in Pax Christi and that movement, uh, held some positions actually over the years. Um, But with the Sister Karen Center, he's a facilitator of the Alternatives to Violence Project, that main training program I talked about. Um, And he is our coordinator at Wendy Correctional Facility. So that's his ministry, um, is working in the prisons and He is so faithful. He's there, uh, twice a month in the evening, and then we have weekend workshops, and they are, you know, three days. Um, so he, he's got a very faithful group at Wendy, uh, that he works with. So we're, we're proud of his work and that he's associated with us. The other award that we're giving out, um, is to the Buffalo Peacemakers Gang Intervention and Outreach Program. They will be celebrating their fifth anniversary in August this year. Um, So we were actually at the table. When the peacemakers were, were visioned um, with Mayor Brown, their primary support comes from the city of Buffalo. But um, these are the guys. They're from different uh, peacemaking organizations, and they came together to collaborate. These are the guys uh, and women that are on the streets, literally. Uh, they are working to mentor youth. They do gang mediation. Um, they do safe passage uh, for kids when they come out of school, um, they are present at big events in the community uh, for safety. They are at Juneteenth every year and have made a big difference there. Um, there have been violence previously. And um, they work with the Buffalo police. They are not police officers, um, but the Buffalo police trust them and the youth trust them, you know, as that sort of in-between, you know, buffer uh, from the police. So, Physically, literally, uh, sometimes they stand in between the police and crowds at demonstrations and things like that. And, um, they have definitely made our community more safer.
1: Uh, and it's great to be able to recognize folks like that, um, and which is why I, I like to bring it up if uh, we can here on this program. We're going to take a short break. We're going to come back with Vivian Ruth Waltz, who is the director of the SSJ Sister Karen Klimzak Center for Nonviolence. Again, their uh, event is going to be taking place next weekend. It's a it's a great fundraiser for them. Um, you can call the center here in the 716 area code at three. 3- Six two nine six eight eight, but also uh, go to SisterKarenCenter.org org. All the info is on there. Next Sunday, April fifteenth, twenty eighteen, at three p.m. at Saints Columba Bridget Church on Hickory Street in Buffalo. And just I'd, I'll just throw in an, an aside here um, because um, one of the reasons that Sister Karen and your, yourself are are kind of so closely associated with Saints Columba Bridget was longtime pastor Father Roy Herberger was very involved with Sister in this same work with prisoners, etc.
2: Yes, absolutely. I'd like to say a few words about him when we come back.
1: Okay, yeah, let's do that when we come back. I'll start with that there. We'll be right back on Western New York Catholic Weekly.
3: Make your voice heard. Join the Catholic Action Network and speak out in support of the poor and vulnerable, the sick and elderly, the unborn, families and children. Sign up online at nyscatholic.org and click on Join the Network. That's nyscatholic.org and visit the New York State Catholic Conference's Legislative Action Center. Read alerts on important legislative issues and email your state representative. Stay informed and strengthen the Catholic voice in New York. You'll find it all at nyscatholic.org. That's nyscatholic.org.
1: The Western New York Catholic is now available in Topps Markets. The official Catholic newspaper of the Diocese of Buffalo is reaching more people than ever. Now, on the first weekend of every month, you can find the latest issue of the Western New York Catholic in your local parish or in your local Tops friendly market. You'll also find the Western New York Catholic on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at wnycatholic.org. And next time you're in Tops, make sure you pick up the Western New York Catholic. If you're
3: Catholic and looking for an incredible Bible app, the Truth in Life Bible app is for you, and it's absolutely free. With the Truth in Life Bible app, you'll experience the Bible in a fresh, new, and exciting way. This free app includes the entire Revised Standard Version Catholic Edition Bible Text with powerful search capabilities. Search a word like faith, and every verse that includes faith will appear. In fact, there are 496 passages with the word faith from Genesis to Revelation. Also included is the entire two-hour audio Gospel of Mark. Featuring Blair Underwood as Mark, Neil McDonough as Jesus, plus other world renowned actors. This audio gospel of Mark is dramatized with a full cast, sound effects, and original music score, and is synchronized to the text so that as you hear this powerful audio, the text appears verse by verse. The Truth in Life Bible includes a foreword by Pope Emeritus Benedict and a Vatican imprimatur. Download your free Truth in Life Bible app today at truthandlifeapp.com or search Truth and Life Bible in the App Store of your choice.
1: I'm Greg Prince. Thanks for joining us again on Western New York Catholic Weekly. We're talking about the Sisters of Saint Joseph, Sister Karen Klimzak Center for Nonviolence. The director, Deacon Vivian Ruth Waltz, joins us on the program. Their annual uh, fundraiser is taking place next weekend. Um, former U.S. Attorney William Hochul Jr. will be speaking about a journey of justice and mercy. It'll be it'll be a great uh, great talk. I've heard uh, uh, Bill Hochul speak. Before, um, a great speaker, and the topic is terrific, and it'd be a great introduction if uh, you're not familiar to learn about the Center for Nonviolence, and that's taking place at Saints Columba Bridget Church next Sunday, April fifteenth, three p.m. on Hickory Street in Buffalo. The website for the Sister Karen Center is very simple, sisterkarencenter.org. dot org, and uh, the phone number here in the seven one six area code three six two nine six eight. Eight, Vivian before the break, um, you know, I, I kind of hinted at uh, the connection that the, the Sister Karen, in particular, but the center has always kind of had with Saint Columba Bridget Parish. Um, tell us about that, because Father Roy has been a long time. Um, you know, he, he and Sister Karen work very closely together.
2: Absolutely. Well, Father Roy was part of the visioning process for um, Hope House originally, and he's been on the board of Hope House and Bissonnette House. And uh, Sister Karen was a pastoral assistant at Columba Bridges, right. so they worked together for many years. Um, he uh, conducted her funeral, and he said at that funeral, if there's one word that's synonymous with Sister Karen, it would be Forgive. Um, so, you know, when we're talking about mercy in our presentation with Bill Hochul, um, that's all part of, you know, the forgiveness that we receive from God that we need to give to each other um, in, in Christ's name. So she actually um, did forgive her killer. In fact, she wrote a letter to her killer. She just had a premonition that she was going to die a violent death. And um, this letter was found by her sister, Sister Jean, in her journals. After she passed away, but it had been written 14 years before her death. So I don't know if we have time um, for me to read that. Yeah, why that. Don't
1: you I'm glad you brought that with, with you um, because I remember, you know, it was part of when she passed and we had talked about it. We had had her sister on the program to to talk about the, you know, just about her. And uh, I, I think we read the letter them. It's been a long time. I, people would be very interested to hear this. It's, it's kind of fascinating.
2: Yes, it's very powerful. So, again, this was written uh, 14 years before her murder, and she says, Dear Brother, I don't know what the circumstances are that will lead you to hurt me or destroy my physical body. No, I don't want it to happen. I would much rather enjoy the beauties of this earth, experience the laughter, the fears, and the tears of those I love so deeply. God has been so gentle with me, so loving. He spoiled me so much spoiled me with a beautiful family, spoiled me with special friends, spoiled me with a supportive religious community, spoiled me especially with my guys and those associated with Hope House, the previous name of her halfway house. She says, I am so grateful for all that life has touched me with, the smiles and the tears, the gentle rains and the ferocious storms, the sunshine and the dark clouds. I always loved the challenges of life because they brought me so much closer to the Lord who always held me in his arms. Now my life is changed and you, my brother, were the instrument of that change. I forgive you for what you have done and I will always watch over you and help you in whatever way I can. The most difficult experiences in life can sometimes reap the greatest growth for us. Continue living always mindful of his presence, his love, and his joy as sources of life itself. Then my life will have been worth being changed through you. God bless.
1: You know, um, a cynic might say, I, I just think it's amazing because I had the opportunity to have um, Sister Karen right at that very seat where we you're sitting in several times, mm-hmm. you know, um, prior to her uh, death. Talking about all kinds of different talking about clowning, talking about her work with prisoners, talking about Hope House. And that letter just sounds so much like her. You know, I i mean, mm. I can hear her voice reading that because that's how she was. A cynic might say, yeah, I'll bet she'd feel differently in the moment. And you know what? I, no, I don't think she would. Hmm. That, that sounds, you know, that's the sister Karen that I knew.
2: Yeah, she had such a pure heart
1: you know it's really kind of amazing um the center really reflects that pure heart as you describe it, and um you know her own kind of vision for nonviolence and and that. Um, just tell us about some of the other programs before we go, some of the some of the things you have, that you do at the center.
2: Okay. Um, As I said, the Alternatives to Violence Project is our main training program. It's an international program um, that was started in the 70s, actually in Greenhaven Prison here in New York um, by Quakers – They just knew that they needed some help, um, with the violence and the gangs that were, you know, they were dealing with in, in prison. And so they reached out to the Quakers who were visiting them. So there's two, um, foundational beliefs of the Alternatives to Violence Project. And the first is that there's good in everyone. And that's really important when we have our workshops, um, in the prison especially, but, but elsewhere as well in the schools and the community. Um, the second foundational belief is that, um, we can, Move situations from violence to nonviolence, and there are skills that we can learn to do that, and so we practice those skills. Um, one of the foundational beliefs with those skills for moving things from violence to nonviolence is what we call transforming power. And it's just that power that works through us. Um, we're not a religious program per se, but very spiritual. And, you know, I think of transforming power as the Holy Spirit. But it's that pro- that power that we can tap into um, to help us, you know, take a step back and help a situation move uh, from a violent direction into nonviolence. So, so that's what we do. Again, um, we have programs in the prison, uh, in the community, in the schools. Um, we are... Uh, doing an ongoing alternatives to violence project uh, at Compass House at their resource center, so they uh, deal with youth that are homeless or at risk of being homeless. So we've been um, working with them for a number of years.
1: And, and those situations, just just by the way, the you know the, the obvious tie-in is uh, those are the places where you, you know we we talk about moving from violence to none. Violence, you know, those are the folks who are kind of right on the cusp in their own lives. Are they going to, you know, are they going to engage in criminal activity, or are they going to try to turn it around and, and you know, look for positive outcomes?
2: That's right, and that's absolutely true. Yes, and in fact, we have um, youth that are referred um, by juvenile probation that join the Compass House youth uh, in those workshops. So it, it is really important. It's a critical period for them to, to learn those kind of skills and to learn that, you know, another way of life is possible.
1: Uh, you mentioned earlier in the the program Camp Peace Prince and, you know, I know that's not till summer, really. That's only a couple months off now, so, you know, um, just uh, tell us about that. Uh, people might be interested in, uh, in and what happens there, too. Sure.
2: Um, Camp Peace Prince is for youth uh, ages 8 to 13, and it provides exposure to a diverse community. We uh, have usually have refugees. Um, we have inner-city uh, children. We have suburban youth um, that come as well. Um, so it's a very diverse uh, community, and we explore communication a lot. Um, we teach the kids uh, how to deal with their feelings, how to identify and deal with their feelings. Um, we have a very strong social justice component. We have activists um, from Buffalo come in and present to the children about various social justice issues. And uh, we work on peaceful conflict resolution skills um, from the Alternatives to Violence project that I was just um, talking about. So, yes, we learn how to listen, express ourselves, cooperate, deal with feelings, and problem solve. I bet. Um, being inspired toward nonviolence uh,
1: Things, if again, we just look at the news cycle, are probably all needed among our youth uh, in our schools and really in our families too.
2: Absolutely. And I, and I don't want to forget the camp part, you know, we have recreation <laughs> That's right. we go out to the Absolutely. playground, um, you know, we have art projects and yeah. we, uh, we also go swimming at Kinesis College. So the, the kids love that. So it's a, it's a camp.
1: Uh, I, I'm assuming all of that information can be found at your website, SisterKarenCenter.org. That's right. Great. When is when's Camp Peace Sprints happening is, this year? Um,
2: this year, July 16th through the 27th. Uh, It's at St. Mary's School for the Deaf. Um, We've been there for a number of years, uh, and this year we are hoping to integrate the students from St. Mary's School for the Deaf um more into our program. Each year they teach us sign language. Um But the the name of our camp, our theme is the language of peace this year. So we're hoping they'll be more integrated that will learn more sign language um, just as a universal language of peace. So we're excited about that. It's Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m.
1: Awesome. Sister, uh, the, we're talking about the Sister Karen Klimzak Center for Nonviolence. org is the website for any of the things we've talked about today. Joining us has been Vivian Ruth Waltz, who is the director of the center. Vivian, thanks for coming back and sharing with us once again on the program.
2: Oh, it's great to be here, Greg.
1: Of course, their annual fundraising event next weekend, uh, Sunday, April 15th, 3 p.m. at Saints Columba Bridget Church. Uh, they'll be giving out their Nonviolence Begins with me Awards. And uh, there'll be a terrific presentation from former U.S. attorney William Hochul, Jr. And the uh, tickets are available if you call the center here in the 716 area code at 362-9688. But as I try to keep emphasizing org all the information about the center and all their programs uh, are on the website and volunteer opportunities as well. So Please check that out. As always, um, if you go to either buffalodiocese.org slash radio or the namesake of this program, wnycatholic.org slash radio, you will find out um, all the information. Uh, we'll put some links on our website, or on our uh, uh, radio page there as well. Uh, and the podcast of this program and all of our podcasts, you can go back in here. We can't quite go all the way back to the last time you were on, Vivian. So uh, okay. you know, maybe I'll dig that one out and throw it up there. I'll see if I can find right. it. Can I just <laughs> jump in, <laughs> Yeah, sure, go ahead. say
2: that um, you can get tickets through the website, through PayPal, oh, perfect. also tickets will be available at the door. Okay,
0: mm-hmm.
1: very good. Uh, that's going to do it for this week. I'm Greg Prince. Thanks for joining
0: us. You've been listening to Western New York Catholic Weekly, produced by the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo, with the help of the Catholic Communication Campaign and this radio station. If you have a comment about this week's program or need more information about anything you hear on Western New York Catholic Weekly, call us at 847-8744 or send us an email to radio at buffalodiocese.org. Our email address again is radio at buffalodiocese.org or call 847-8744. You can visit the Western New York Catholic and the Diocese of Buffalo online at buffalodiocese.org. And be sure to join Greg Prince again next week for Western New York Catholic Weekly.